hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl Harmony calling in from sunny L.A., getting ready to hit the beach or maybe a couple hiking trails with my boys Eric and Azim. Just got one question for you. You free? common vision is television that's so sad mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you kind of gotta filter that out and i think through that process like yeah this this it moves so quick it just moves so quick i think because we're in the pursuit of something that's just more meaningful you know so it's not like you're just sitting down watching tv all day <laughs> and that's your your year feels slow that way you know we're living we're learning that feels so good Yep. And it's interesting that you bring that up too, as um, because uh, not too long ago, Sadeji and I, we were speaking about like living in the moment and living in the presence because far too often we do always say, okay, you know, I'm going to live in the moment. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But we're still thinking about next week or even having anxieties for what's about to happen tomorrow. So no, I definitely do think as we get towards that late twenties, early thirties, and realizing, especially when COVID came along, that there's not really too far in advance you can plan. It's like, fuck it, just go with the motions. Yeah. yeah. Can't take anything for granted. So we talk about um, pursuit of something more meaningful. Like, what does that look like for you? Like, what, what sort of a pursuit are you on? I know that's a vague question, but I feel like you could t- take that in any direction yeah. you want. <laughs> no, I love that question. Um, and I've been actually trying to make sense of that for myself this year. Um, you know, I think when we're interacting with people all day in the old normal, the number one question you get whenever you meet people is, what do you do? And I feel like this year has shown me it's less what you do and how you want to live and more how you want to live your life. Right. And so for me, I would say I'm in the pursuit of just unlearning constantly, um, which means challenging, you know, what I tell myself. Right. Self-talk is so important. Positive self-talk. I am, you know, trying to seek perspective of people around me more actively and just, you know, learn through others, but also grow my own mind, right? (laughs) I think, um, for example, mentorship or seeking perspective from friends and loved ones is not substitute for thinking, right? And so Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to grow my mind, become smarter as much as possible. So reading at least 15 minutes every day. 
just that sheer habit changing, right? Um, mm-hmm. And just trying to become more of who I who I say I want to be every single day and just living my life 24 hours at a time. And so reading 15 minutes a day helps me get smarter, helps me build my vocabulary, helps me increase my perspective. And then I would say also just being more mindful of the diet I'm consuming for my mind, my body, my spirit. And so that's big for me this year. And um, I've been making vision boards every year, uh, every year since junior year of college (laughs) at Wes. And I I tell people all the time, it helped me get my Google internship, my Google job, start my nail company, all these things. But this year's purpose board, if you will, was so much more about habits, less about the material things I wanted and more about who I have to become to get those things and sustain them once I have it. I love that. Did I answer your question? <laughs> that definitely does answer my question. And it also makes me think too, one thing that I've been thinking about recently actually is this idea of living in the moment, not necessarily meaning spontaneity. And for me, I used to feel a lot like if I'm living in the moment, then having a set routine was limiting in a sense that like, I, you know, especially if I'm trying to do creative type into my creative side, like if I'm like, oh, I have to be done by this certain amount of time, you know, I feel like I'm boxing myself in and I'm not letting myself, you know, live freely. Um, but what I'm realizing more and more is that, you know, like you said, habits having that routine actually in a lot of ways is more liberating. You know, you have to be able to Mm -hmm. be adaptable for sure. um, But at the same time, having certain things that you know you're going to do each day, even if it's not necessarily at the exact same time each day in my case, because like I do like having that flexibility and that that ambiguity, I guess, in the day. I find a lot of liberation in that, but I also still need those habits, you know, for a form of consistency because through that form of consistency, that's when I'm really at, you know, Mm -hmm. my peak and I am living in the moment. But yeah, that was a big lesson for me is like living in the moment doesn't have to mean spontaneity yeah Yeah, it's just really about what you want to go about doing at that time i'm very curious about when you said that you made a purpose board too because Mm -hmm. i've created a vision board in which i put things up and materialistic things that i've wanted to just acquire or bring forth in my life whether it's people objects or even elements of finance if you're building a purpose board based on habit constructing and building how do you go about that Yeah, I think it's just, you know, taking that step back. You know, I said earlier, you know, I think the most common vision we have is television and we're just consumers of like just fake news and fake reality and um, just dysmorphia overall. (laughs) And so for me, I realized, you know, I'm putting all these images on my board and, you know, if it's through that lens of not even like truth, right? Like, what does that mean for me? And so it made me realize just as I'm looking at my board and seeing all these beautiful images, I'm like, is that really what I want? Is that really what I need? You know, for example, people put pictures of yachts on their vision boards Mm -hmm. and it's like, is that what you want or do you want freedom? You know, and there's a difference. There's a difference there. And I think so often, you know, we put these visions on our board and they're honestly empty when we're not thinking about the values that matter. Like, what are your values? What are your values in practice, which are your virtuals? And then how do you build closer to that? Right. Because if you don't have that, then to me, everything else is meaningless. You'll never be happy. 
you know, like the money and the glitz and the glam and the yacht, even you can have that, but money doesn't buy you happiness. Money buys you choices and freedom. So to me, it's just getting more precise around being clear on my values and my why, why, and why do I want these things versus the thing itself? You know, we're just consumers and we're just so, we just want, 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 we desire all these things. But I think what I'm realizing is that for me to have what I really want and to sustain it, I have to become more, you know, I think so many of us like want to change our life as if it's just going to happen to us. No, we it's have, an everyday process. It's every day. And, and, you know, people say all the time, success is found in your daily routine. And I think that's so real. And um, Azim, you were talking about spontaneity and discipline. And I think, you know, actually self-love is discipline. <laughs> like mm-hmm. for me, self-love is having boundaries, is having a bit of that routine, having a bit of that structure, because if you don't do this for you, and if you don't build the life that a life that you're proud of, then nothing no, spontaneity doesn't even matter. It won't even flow to you, quite frankly. So, so I actually think self love is having a routine, having boundaries, and having discipline. Yeah, absolutely. This definitely is a good place to stop and, to, <laughs> and do some introduction. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we dive back into it, so welcome back to You Free, our communal podcast. You got Zim on the line. You already heard Eric. Who else are we speaking with today? I'm Sudeja. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, yeah, I went to college with E and um, have always just admired, um, you know, his spirit, his mind. You've always been. I, I almost want to be like you. You've always been the. The unicorn, in a way, right? No, very, low key, well. very low key, um, but always thinking big and better. And I've always admired that about you. No, I admire that about you as well. I mean, I feel like the reason why we've also been able to keep the friendship that we have to this day is due to the fact that we understand just certain elements about personality styles, grind and ethic too. And I think a lot of that also comes down to our upbringing, you know, and just realizing I mean, you two is in where it's just like we, we've gone to these prep schools and I know that this people are probably like, oh, you guys always end up talking about or going back to your educational backgrounds. But when you're in these environments, you, it starts to get, it's like television, like you were saying, Sadeja, where it's like we're fed all of this information, but it doesn't really give us time to think. So it's like, mm-hmm. is it that yacht we want or is it the freedom to be able to travel across seas or is it like, exactly. do we just like water? You know what I mean? Do I really mm-hmm. want a lot of money or do I want to be able to wake up a little bit later on in the day and spend more time with my family? And I think that, um, that's also something that I've learned from you over the years to even be more conscious about the way we even use language too. Cause I remember mm-hmm. when I was, I think like even this was probably like 30 or even 40 episodes ago, you were checking in and just asking like, Oh, how are you guys doing with you free? How are you guys doing with the podcast? And I'm like, Oh, we're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. And you were like, no, 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 stop with the trying you guys are actually doing and just keep that in mind as you just go about your days. Like you're actually doing rather than saying trying. So mm-hmm. you also, put me on to even, I don't know, just like constructing and just thinking about life a little bit differently and just being more intentional. So peace and blessings mm-hmm. to you straight up. You too. Thank you. That is so, that's so, um, affirming. <laughs> it's real. So <laughs> it's real I, yeah. I appreciate it. I love it. One thing that really resonated with me that you said earlier too, Sadeja, was like, I feel like a lot of times, even amongst those of us who are more quote unquote woke or like more conscious of the way that 
society or like the culture around us can influence us. I feel like even within that understanding, a lot of times the aspirations that we work towards are still reflective of the culture around us, right? Like we're not, we box our imagination in based on what the Mm. images of success that we are fed are, right? Like the fact that we, you know, know that, you know, there are multimillionaires and billionaires with yachts and we've seen the music videos on the yachts and like all that makes Mm -hmm. us think that we want that yacht. But in the reality, a lot of times that is reflective of the fact that that's just what has been imprinted on our brain. Um, And I think about that a lot, like, especially because, again, like I think going through some of the educational backgrounds that we've been through and things like that, like you learn to view things with a more critical eye, but at the same time, like it's still easy to fall for the jig if you're not applying that same critical thinking to all aspects of your life, you know, not just to certain elements of them. Mm -hmm. I think what you just said around, you know, us setting these uh, goals within our current reality is so real. I think we were talking about this the other day too, and that, you know, there's just a big difference between, between being goal conscious or growth conscious. And for me, people who set these goals and people who want the yacht and that destination, right, are so focused on goals and they're not always growing, right? Growth means this is lifelong. This is a journey. Like Mm -hmm. the more you grow, the more you realize you need to grow. So to me, it's like some people just want the yacht, right? I want the yacht. I want the island. I want all these things because to me, that's where I can bring my family. That's where we can vacation. That's where we can spend time together and cultivate meaning and grow and unlearn and relearn. Like, that's why I want all the things. And I just think, you know, so many of, and that's really such a good point you just said as in, because so many people want a thing, right. Or, um, want, want this goal. And to me, it's like, we are so used to being ambitious and setting goals within this current reality. But what if we took the reality off the table and just dreamed bigger? Like, I just think as a society, like we're not even fully woke to how big we can dream, you know? And that to me is, is the challenge. And I think the more you grow, the more you realize your dreams can expand. And I've, I've really caught myself recently just acknowledging that where I'm setting these goals in corporate America, trying to climb the ladder based around the people, you know, that I see around me, what they've done. And I think I had to realize the other day I'm becoming and who I who I want to be. I actually don't think even exists yet. You know, like I need to dream so much bigger and it might mean, you know, replacing my income to take this job off the map so I can really focus on what it is I'm trying to create. Mm-hmm. And then part of this journey of growth, do you think there's a moment in which we'll realize like, hey, I've arrived or does that goalpost, I guess it's interesting to call it a goalpost, but does that, does that growth post, I guess, continuously get higher and higher? That's such a good question. I would say growth is lifelong. Like I would say growth, growth is a lifetime, right? Whereas goals are a moment. And that's why people are miserable. <laughs> like That's why people who reach their goals still don't have meaning because they don't realize that was cute, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a cute. Like, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to just keep growing, push the bounds of who I can become. Like, that's what I think th- those are the people that we feel inspired by, right? Like, True. I love your podcast because I feel like I'm in the inner circle when I'm, when I'm listening, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just feel like, Growth is a lifelong commitment, is a journey. And I think I said this before, but I think the more you grow, the more you realize you need to grow. 
it's not a goalpost. It's not an automatic process. It just keeps happening over your life. I also think it's important to remember and reflect on the fact that sometimes the goal that you want, it's it's all about timing at the end of the day too. You know, mm-hmm. like there's been so many goals that I wanted that I'm now thankful didn't play out the way that I wanted to, because I wasn't ready to handle like the responsibilities that came Facts. with that, or like, you know, just really step into that and own that, you know? There's a, a line in a rap song that I think about a lot, which is like, I handled my failures way better than I've ever handled my success, right? And like, I've had that before too, where sometimes you get success too soon or you have success in ways that you thought you wanted. But then once that happens, it's like, oh, well, what do I do with this now? You know, as opposed to when you go through things naturally and when you're growing, then when you reach certain milestones along the journey, you're like, okay, this is a natural, it doesn't feel like I suddenly am, you know, being hit with all this new things. It's just like yesterday was that, today is this, now let's work towards, you know, what, what tomorrow is going to be. But I think that timing is a really, really big factor a lot of the times in terms of, you know, how people think about what it is that they're trying to achieve and then how they go about working towards that. That's so real. Again, success without meaning is just, is, <laughs> what's the point? It feels better when it's earned. Yes, you, you value something so much more when you earn it. Mm-hmm. And go through that process. It's even interesting yeah. when, when we think about, or I end up watching like a lot of like old Kobe interviews or even Nipsey Hussle interviews. And what ends up happening is the fact that they don't talk about, they, they continuously talk about the growth process. And these are people who you would deem are at the pinnacle of these places of success. And they, and they're constantly reflecting back on the growth and the journey. And it's at a point where I think that back in, this is probably last year, I was in when we had um, Harmony on it and we had that the Kobe intro and he was saying that dreams essentially as, as we're younger, we have to make sure to always protect them even as we get older or else mm-hmm. what is the point? If you don't have the journey constantly in the mind or pushing you forward, once you get there, you're, you're sitting there like, okay, well, I've arrived, but is this exactly where I'm supposed to be? Because that, that post is consistently moving. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've been um, trying to wake up early in the morning, and I, I am going to say trying because I haven't been doing it yesterday. Just so I'm going to say trying. Oh, good. Um, yeah. But even if I'm waking up five minutes earlier than I did the next day, that is such a powerful feeling. Knowing, like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm on my way to be able to wake up two hours earlier than I am waking up right now. And that's good because you have to. You know, I I held a um, purpose board event a few weeks ago where we actually walked through a whole workshop on creating your purpose statement, right? That really derives from your values, looking at that sweet spot between what you're passionate about, um, what you're good at, right? What your talents and skills are, what you're curious about, all those things. And right in the middle is your purpose, essentially. And you know, to achieve your purpose statement, which is really like huge, right? To even know mm-hmm. that statement. Um, but to achieve it, you have to, br- you have to prototype your path. It's like design thinking principles applied to your life, right? You, you define it all the way through to prototyping and testing. And for me, so many of us set these magnificent, crazy, unachievable goals. And we expect like ourselves who, you know, our normal self who wakes up like right before that meeting, maybe 8.45 for 9 a.m. to suddenly start waking up at 5 a.m. And that's so unrealistic. And so what happens happens when you don't achieve that is actually detrimental to your growth because 
it harms your self-image, right? Mm -hmm. And so we've got to just get real with ourselves, accept us for who we are and know that you come as you are, but you don't stay as you are, right? So you kind of just have to bite-size the goals. And to your point, if it's waking up five minutes earlier every single day, eventually you'll work your way up to that 5 a.m. goal. It might take you a year. I don't know the math, but eventually you'll get there, but you have been putting in the work to build the muscle. So I think we just have to, as people, just... We're so into the microwave mentality, but that is really harming our self-image in the process because we don't when we don't reach these big goals, we think we're trash, right? Mm-hmm. And actually we set ourselves up for failure. So you gotta bite-size the goals. And I'm such a big proponent of that. Like to some people, the things I'm saying might sound so small what I'm doing, but I know they're realistic and I know I can do them. You know yeah. what I mean? And you can then reflect back on it to be like, okay, I was there and I'm here now. It mm-hmm. reminds me of the um this Japanese phrase, ikigai. I think I'm pronouncing that correct, but let me Google this meaning. It's a Japanese concept that means a reason for being. The word refers to having a direction or purpose in life, that which makes one's life worthwhile, and towards Mm -hmm. which an individual takes spontaneous and willing actions to give them satisfaction and a sense of meaning to life. So essentially, it's like the combination of what you love, what the world needs, what you're good at, and what you can get paid for. I love that. Guy. That's a beautiful way to frame it. Wait, hold on. So, Sadeja, you mentioned that you talked about these things in a workshop. What was the context around that? Like, what sort of workshop? Yes. So, um, in my company at Google, I facilitate a few different trainings, one on emotional intelligence to senior leadership teams. And then more recently, um, this research that's actually based out of Stanford called Life Design. And so I have a business called Technically a Boss that I co-founded with one of my best friends. And it's all about supporting young professionals building their dream and optimizing for their nine to five so they can work on their five to nine. So this training, we basically went a bit deeper in like the life design uh, workshop to bring to that forum. So it was a three hour, it was actually quite intense. It was a three hour Zoom virtual training where we walked people through how to create a purpose board that is meaningful to them, that matters to them. And that isn't just image based, right? But really focusing on the values, the habits and what what's tangible, right? Like what is what can you achieve this year realistically? That's dope. That's like the whole uh, thesis, right? Is like being mm-hmm. able to not only acquire that, mentality and mindset and like these gems for yourself but then also to pay it forward and like do things like a workshop and like empower folks to be able to chase their dreams you know like what's the what's the fun of being the only person who you know has has tapped into that mentality or like doing it by yourself like it's just so much more powerful being able to do it amongst the community of your peers as well as people who you know are coming up behind you And like, you know, I just feel like identifying your purpose, right, is, again, that sweet spot between your passions and curiosities, your talents and skills, how you can add value to others and your values and beliefs, right? It's really the core things that make you you. It's your blueprint. And everyone has a purpose, but I don't think many of us really spend the time to get to cultivate that, you know, and we're so getting we're getting caught up in this in this shit. (laughs) Like we're really getting caught up in the work and what bosses tell us. And for me, I had to get real with myself. Like I'm not getting caught up in your performance management cycles or systems or tools. Right. Because for me, 
I've had only one manager I can really think of who has transformed my life, right? And in terms of how much value they added to my growth, my sense of meaning, my purpose. And you've got to get clear, like, who are these people pouring into your life? Who are these people that are giving you ratings? And do you really, does that matter to you? You know what I mean? And so you kind of just have to start becoming like a fruit inspector. Like, do these people have fruit on a tree that I that I want to consume that's nutritional to me? Because otherwise we get caught up and distracted in ways that are not going to help us get our, get clear on our purpose. That's such a good way to put it. And I like and I like the fact that you talk about these performance reviews because it's even interesting the way that they're designed. So it's like. If it's a rating from one to five, if you give yourself all fives, then they'll try to humble you and say, hey, you're not perfect at everything. And they'll start giving you their own sense of score. But it's like, what is the point of letting me grade myself on how well I'm doing if you're going to just tell me I'm completely off or it's completely different? Like, who are you to define my progress in the workplace? Like, no, no, no. Right. I, I'm, I've never been a fan of those whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and they're inequitable for so many reasons, but we won't get to that. But like... At the end of the day, and I think actually it's more damaging, right, that people of color come into these places and A, believe it's a meritocracy, right? It's Mm -hmm. not. It never was. And then you also get caught up realizing that you're overworked, you're undervalued, they're not going to pay you. It's an ultimate pyramid scheme. You'll never get paid as much as your CEO, like that's for sure. You never get paid as much as your manager, like reporting to them. They don't want you to, right? It's so... I think a lot of us psych ourselves out over just not feeling valued and not getting the rating that we deserve when we got to realize, like, who are these people? Do you care (laughs) for their approval? At all. Do you want to be anything (laughs) like them? Like, truly, are they living a life that you want? My answer is no. Like, I want to be able to spend time with my future kids and they're calling me mom, not somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. like they learning from me. And these leaders I see are still hustling, not even like major, majorly involved in their kids' lives, you know? And that to me is like, you don't have fruit on your tree that I want. So therefore, your rating of me does not matter. I'm not getting caught up. I'm just not getting caught up because I'm focused on what I know is going to get me closer to my purpose. I realized it was a sham. He was sorry to interrupt you, but a last manager told me I give myself a five with communication. And of course, like we do a podcast. There's just so many just different ways. And so many people I just communicate on a daily basis where I'm like, okay, I know I'm also an effective communicator. When that score was just dropped down like below a three, I'm like, okay, we definitely do not even see eye to eye. Like you, you don't even fundamentally know me. So it's like whatever score you're going to give me right now, we could just leave that paper right there and keep it pushing. That's real. I was going to say to me, it reminds me of what we were talking about earlier too, in terms of some of the um, failure to imagine things to be different or like limiting ourselves. Like I feel like a lot of times, you know, because obviously there are CEOs and there are managers and there are people who are supposedly in these superior or authoritative positions. That's why we lend credence to what it is that they have to say. And like you said, it's not a meritocracy, right? And so for me, that that was a big unlearning process. And that's not even just within the workspace, but like in general is really stop letting go of the fact that certain people are more authoritative or like have some sense of superiority because of, you know, like at the end of the day, like we're all humans. And like, I love the analogy you used in terms of the fruit, right? Where it's like, like, yeah, certainly if you see someone who's been doing something for a lot longer than you and like has built out a life that, you know, is similar to the life that you want to go after, like that's not to say you shouldn't 
I hesitate to say idolize, but like, obviously they have a lot of game that you can soak up and you should do that. But I think at the end of the day, you know, it does come back to like stick holding on to ideals instead of idols, right? Like having mm. your values be what you use to guide everything around you and like letting go of this idea that someone is superior or authoritative to you just because something like a piece of paper says it or like other people say it, you know, obviously not to the extent that like, you know, you do some shit that, that comes back and you get repercussions <laughs> because mm. of the fact that you do it like i'm not saying go full anarchy against any and all things that claim authority but at the same time like even if it's just mentally being like you know fuck that like whatever that person said like they don't know me they don't just because they make more money within this system doesn't mean shit besides that Mm -hmm. because someone had to also give them the position to be like hey you are a ceo or you are a manager so on and so forth Mm -hmm. it's but it's, it's a process also to even realize that those ratings and systems don't even matter too you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unlearning, right? You know, so many of us are, we have an employee mindset, uh, whether it's, you know, you have to think about all the factors that have domesticated us, school, parenting, everything that has told us what's right, what's wrong, yes from no, all things. And so having this employee mindset, we're taught to believe that failure actually can't happen. Right. And failure actually comes with repercussions for your career, your rating, right? (laughs) Your growth within the company. And it's like, oh, wait, but when was success ever achieved without failing? Success feels like failure 90% of the time. But what sets the successful people apart from others in life is that you keep going because the opposite of success is not failure. The opposite of success is quit. And so I think we have to learn how to shift out of that employee mindset into more of a freedom mindset, which to me, I mean, the easiest way to go about it is just becoming an entrepreneur um, and owning your own time. But more than that, um, beyond being an entrepreneur, I think being a free thinker, right? Because even when you're an entrepreneur, your clients own your time, right? Like your clients, they say, jump, you say, how high? So you still, you still have somebody that you're working for, but- when you're a free thinker, I mean, it's honestly limitless how far you can go. But I think we have to unlearn the employee mindset, that aversion to failing and all that stuff. And when it comes to managers and people who have fruit on their trees that I don't want, you know, still be grateful. Like everyone's in your life for a reason. Still be grateful. Grateful hearts are magnet for miracles. So you still got to learn. You still have to be curious and ask, why are you still in this job? Why? What value are you getting from that? Because you might learn something. An avenue might open up for you to see, oh, I hadn't thought about this fellowship, but now you told me about it. Like, let me look in. You learn so much by being curious and being grateful, but you got to use your brain, right? Like you have to be mindful of just shopping cart mentality. Like when you go to the grocery store, you're not, ta- you're not looking for salt and taking all the salts that are there into your shopping cart. No, you pick which one resonates most with you and you leave the rest. So it's the same thing with managers and these people that, you know, don't fully add value to us. It's like, take what resonates and leave the rest. But you'll only find what resonates if you're grateful enough to ask questions and just see their humanity, you know?